As I welcome you this morning, I want to first uh, thank God for all the fathers in the house of which I am one, and I am the father in Grace Assembly. It is Father's Day, and I want to bless God for all the fathers, and I say a very happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house. And I trust that your family will do well to celebrate you today and honor you. Have a great time. And it's especially important because God is called the Father of all fathers. And I say Happy Father's Day to Jehovah God, who has called us to be fathers. Hallelujah. And um, with that, we want to go into the Word of God. It is a service that we have to move with speed. We have limited time, and God has a wonderful blessing ready for you. Now, for those who have received um, a preview by the slide for the, today's service, you know that I will, by the Spirit of the Lord, I'll be speaking to you on a very important subject I entitled, When Reality Becomes All So Strange, All So Suddenly. When our reality becomes all so strange and all so suddenly. Ah, uh, and what kind of reality are we talking about here? Is it not a reality that looks like some strange reality show? Reality that we were never prepared for. Reality that is still unfolding and reality we seem to have no control over. And a reality that is becoming increasingly perplexing. When reality becomes all so strange, what do we do? When our reality becomes all so strange, all so suddenly. What happens is that reality begins to look like, our reality begins to look like a reality show, but it is not a reality show. What is playing out before our eyes is actually our own reality. And it's not looking like what we expect it to be. And that's why the Lord will have me speak to you on that subject when reality becomes all so strange, all so suddenly. And because of all these perplexing realities that are unfolding by the day, Many are beginning to feel that the Lord is not in touch with this perplexing reality that actually is hitting everybody, maybe in various degrees, but is hitting high and low, rich and poor, whichever country you are in, it is a very perplexing reality. And many, consequent upon the experiences that we don't like, we can't control, we don't even know where it's going, we're beginning to feel that the Lord is not in touch with this perplexing, paralyzing reality. And indeed, many of us begin to wish that what is going on will turn out to be just a bad dream so that when we wake up, we'll be able to breathe a sigh of relief that, oh, thank God, it was a nightmare. Thank God, it was just a bad dream. But something tells me this reality is real. And so some people are saying, no, pastor, it isn't a dream. It isn't a reality show. No, 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 no. I know that it is my own reality. There are lots of things knocking on my door. Lots of, lots of things going on. And I, I, I need to find out, is God still in touch with my own reality? Some people may think they're dreaming. No, no, no. For me, it is my own real reality. It is no reality show. I'm not going to wake up and it's going to be gone. I need to know whether God is still in touch with my reality. And so the Lord gave me the scripture and the least scripture for my sermon today is Hebrews 4 verses verse 15a. Hebrews 4 verse 15a and it says we don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. Full stop. 
we don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality exclamation mark so whatever the thoughts that are raging through our minds whatever conjecture we're arriving at whatever uh, way we're summarizing all the experiences that are going on no 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 and we begin to imagine that jesus christ may be out of our reality otherwise how come he hasn't showed up know the word of god the message bible hebrew 4 verse 15 a and this is not even a sermon this is me declaring the truth that will change everything to line up with the truth the fact is that a lot of things are perplexing but the truth is that the lord is not a priest that is out of touch with our reality hebrews 4 verse 15 a says we don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality exclamation mark settle the matter but the question is if he's not out of touch with our reality then what is going on now that takes me to a story in the book of the gospel according to saint luke chapter number seven that story that proves how in touch really jesus is with our reality the devil is a liar a lot of things are trying to get us to lose connection with the reality and the truth of our covenant with God and this story in Luke chapter number seven proves how in touch Jesus is in real terms with whatever reality we're facing whether it's perplexing whether it is confusing whether it is frightening Jesus is still in touch with our reality and that's good news now let's read the scripture and as I read I want you to listen I want you to notice that when I read some verses, I'll read them from the New King James Version, then I will read the next verse in the Amplified, then I'll read the next verse maybe in the Message Bible. It's just so that within this short time, you can catch the fullness of the reality of what is on your side as against what is not on your side. And what is with us and for us is much greater than what is against us. Glory to God. So I read. Luke 7 verses 11 through to 16. I'm going to read verses 11 to 12 in the New King James Version. It should be up on your screen. It says, now it happened, which means there's no missing this. As it happened then, it is going to happen. And now a lot is happening, but something else is about to happen. Now it happened the day after that Jesus went into a city called Nain. And many of his Many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. Ooh, sounds tough. And a large crowd from the city was with her. I read verse 13 in the Message Bible. When Jesus saw her, I don't know whether she saw Jesus, but when Jesus saw her, his heart broke. She didn't say anything to him. She didn't cry. He looked, he saw her, and he was so much in touch with her ugly reality, his heart broke. Oh! And he walked up to her and said to her, don't cry. And I'm, I'm sure she was thinking, don't cry. My husband is dead. I buried him now. I'm burying my last joy, my only son. Don't cry. And the Lord said, don't cry. It wasn't just an instruction. 
it was a it was giving her a preview of how her lot was going to change because the Lord is in touch with her reality so much so it broke his heart. Don't cry. Somebody don't cry. It's not going to end the way it started. Hallelujah. I'm going to continue reading from verse 14 to 16 from the Amplified, Amplified Version of the Bible. And the Bible says, And he went forward, that's Jesus, and touched the funeral bear, and the pallbearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise from death. Arise from whatever held you, whatever killed you, whatever is trying to hold you down, arise from it. Ah, and the man who was there sat up and began to speak. And Jesus did something. And Jesus is going to still do the same thing in our time, this time that we're in. And Jesus gave him Ah, her joy gave him, hey, gave him back to his mother, gave the woman back her joy, gave the woman back her hope, gave the woman back her jubilation, gave the woman back her future, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. This morning, as, as we've learned or relearned that the Lord Jesus is not a priest that is not in touch with our reality. On the contrary, he's so much in touch with our reality that it breaks his heart what we go through. The Lord is going to do what he did for her. He's going to give back to us whatever life was trying to snatch away from us. Can I hear you say amen and amen? And so the story in Luke 17 um, continues with verse um, 16 and in verse 16 having given the boy back to the mother verse 16 says profound and reverent fear seized them all and they began to recognize I like that they began at last to recognize God and give praise and give thanks saying a great prophet has appeared amongst us and God has visited his people in order to help and care, in order to help and care for and provide for them. Hallelujah. And God has visited his people in order to help and care for and provide for them. This is our portion and I receive it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. The story in... Luke 7 verses 11 to 16, I said, proves how much in touch Jesus is at all times with the reality of those that belong to him. The Bible says, starting from verse 11, says, now it happened. Meaning before then, nothing worth talking about, nothing worth celebrating happened. Verse 11 says, now it happened. And I pray that things will begin to happen the way they ought to have been happening, even from this morning, because God sent me according to the writing in the scrolls that in the fullness of time, I will send a messenger who is an oracle of God to initiate the change of season. The Bible says now it happened that the day after that Jesus showed up in name. And I speak the word of the Lord today that as much as the Lord is in my home now as I'm, as I'm speaking live to you, the Lord is showing up in your situation, showing up in your battle, showing up in your family, showing up in your marriage, showing up in your work, in your finances, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says he showed up. Oh! Just at the right time. 
And the disciples went with him. And when he got there, behold, oh, behold, it was a dead situation. It was a bad situation. It was a perplexing situation. And the widow who had lost her husband and wept and just buried him had to face another perplexing reality, an ugly reality that now the only son, the only child, her hope that was left, died also and she must have been thinking just like we were thinking before you heard this word that could the lord really be in touch with my reality if my husband died should he not have saved my son from dying the only thing i have left is now going to be buried six feet below the bible says jesus showed up uh, and the woman didn't see jesus in in verse 13 the message bible said it was jesus that saw her i have a feeling jesus was looking out for her i said i have a feeling though even there was a crowd with her half the village were with her half the town were with her the eyes of the lord like a periscope was seeking her out and today i choose to believe that the lord is seeking me out is seeking you out of the crowd of people all around doesn't matter how many people's reality uh is, is tough he's going to find you bible says he saw her he pinpointed and looked at her and looked at her situation and, and, and looked at the reality in all its ramification and his heart broke. He's not, the, he's not a disconnected Lord. He's not too high and lifted up. No, 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 no. He came down to be with us. Bible says he, he felt what he felt and so he forever makes intercession for us before the Father. His heart broke. Oh, his heart broke. His heart broke and he still had to pull himself together and walk towards her and said, don't cry. The situation looks like you should be broken, but don't cry. <laughs> the situation looks like you're about to be disgraced and put to shame, but don't the situation looks like people are going to laugh at you. So, so where is your God? All the praise, all the dancing, all the nightingale. No, 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 no. Don't cry. It may look like that for now, but something is going to shift. Something is going to change. Because when God shows up, hallelujah, he turns the night into day. He turns our morning into dancing. He gives us beauty for our ashes and so all the time i was waiting all the time i felt alone all the time i kept seeing the unfolding of this nasty covid 19 uh all kind of things that come in the wake of this pandemic and it looks like it's not going away it looks like it's still going to gather momentum it looks like it's going to get even worse and all the time we're waiting it appears that the lord is not in touch with our reality and when he showed up he said don't cry. Why? Because I am here now. Whatever you do, please don't shut your door on him. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I am knocking. And I'm going to keep knocking. If anyone hears, if anybody hears my voice, hears the voice of my oracle, and he opens up to him, me, I will come in and sup with him and he will sup with me. This is not a time for you to have a bad attitude. This is not a time for you not to listen because the Lord has arrived at your doorstep and when he comes and he says don't cry it's not just to comfort you no 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 he's not like, not like us when I when you and I comfort people all we can do is comfort but when he says don't cry it's because he's getting ready 
to do something or to do what a man cannot do to a God who, with whom nothing shall be impossible. The one that raises the dead, the one that told Martha and Mary, what are you talking about? I didn't only resurrect, I am the resurrection and the life. When he shows up and says, don't cry, it's beyond comfort. It's because he's now here. Something incredible, something powerful, something memorable is about to happen in our lives. And I want to say amen for you and myself and my family. Amen and amen and amen. And the Bible says, when he said, don't cry, he swung into action. Verse 14 says, and he went forward. There are lots of people that say, don't cry, and they turn aside and go home. Or they turn back and go back where they're going. No, no, Jesus went straight into the face of the battle because there are some battles I can't win by myself. There are some battles that are beyond me. He went forward. Oh, he went forward. He went to the heat of the battle. He went straight to the casket. He went straight to the people carrying her joy to be buried. So don't, don't, don't even move one step further. The Lord is speaking to the devils of our future and said, stop right there. And, we, and the Bible says they stood still and he spoke to the situation said, arise from the dead. I like the fact that he spoke about what he should arise from. You know, I don't know what your joy needs to arise from. I don't know where your finances uh, have been buried, but he addressed not only the situation, what was causing the situation, what was holding back somebody's destiny. It says, arise from death. And death was usually the end of all endings. No, 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 no. When Jesus shows up, there's nothing come the end. He is the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. He is the Alpha and the Omega. From beginning to the end, nothing is impossible for him. He said, arise, even from death. And the situations we're facing haven't even gone that bad. It may be comatose, but it's not dead. He said, arise from death. And the young man who was actually dead, he sat up and began to speak. Somebody's somebody's marriage, somebody's business, somebody's, somebody's joy is going to start speaking joyful things again. He began to speak. No, no, no. He wasn't speaking sorrow. He began to speak joyful things. He began to speak. And Jesus woo, gave him back to his mother. Child of God, what is it that has escaped from you? Is it your job that you lost? Is it your confidence? Is it your respect? People used to respect you until this happened. Bible says Jesus gave that thing back to her. I pray, even now, in the present powerful anointing, as the Lord gave him back to his mother, ah, a new and better healed version, ah, an anointed version that will not die like that again, the Lord will give back to you. Even right now, and give back to me and all of us whatever the devil stole whatever was broken whatever was destroyed whatever was ill whatever was comatose whatever started to smell and to stink the lord gave back to her not the way it was before he died a better version a healed version a new version an anointed version can i hear you say i received that pastor in jesus mighty name amen and amen in verse 16 it's so amazing that the people who felt all they could do in the reality of their realities was that they could mourn 
and they could only accompany her and comfort her and nothing more could happen they changed her oh there are some things the Lord will do in your life. People's countenance will change. The way they greet you will change. The way they address you will change. Bible says profound, verse 16, profound and reverent fear seized them all and they began to recognize God. Huh. May God do something in our lives that our friends and neighbors and enemies and onlookers will recognize that we serve a living God. They began to recognize and praise and give thanks saying a great prophet has appeared amongst us. They they had to recognize that things are no longer the way they used to be. They had to recognize there's something about this widow that in her own case, uh, the heavens were so in touch with her reality that what would end some people's joy permanently did not end. Jesus showed up and everything changed for the better. He appeared for her. He appeared in her battle. He showed up when her reality was getting out of hand huh? because he's never a priest that is out of touch with our reality. He showed up and that reality changed the way it ought to be and that's what I bring to you today, the word of the Lord. And they said a great prophet has appeared among us and God they said this, and God has visited his people by what is going to happen. May our friends, our neighbors, our, our, our relatives begin to speak that God has visited us and they saw it and their witnesses in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When God visits in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of you know a reality that is causing everything to disintegrate, paralyzing the best of courageous people, and when it happens, it, it happens in such a grand style that people cannot but notice. And then there will be talk. And the talk is not that, ah, that's the end. The talk is, my God, now I know there is a God that reigns in Zion. Now I know that some have a covenant with God because the way he showed up. And they said, and God has visited his own people, not everybody, all the people that lean on God, all the people that call on God. And if you're listening to me and you've always argued about being born again, being uh, a child of God, please don't do that. The Lord is showing you who he is. He's not a priest that is disconnected or out of touch with reality. He doesn't take the easy way out. No, 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 no. God may seem slow, but he's never late. He will show up the way he show up in name for this widow. He's going to show up. And I want to invite you. Why didn't you receive the Lord Jesus Christ? The things I'm saying, I know they're pulling at your heart. The things I'm saying, you're saying, I feel this thing. It is the truth. And the truth you know and receive will set you free. And if you're that person you want to give your life to Christ, just repent of your sins. Say, Lord, be the Lord of my life. The Lord who is ever constantly with me, who is never out of touch with whatever I'm going through. And if you, if you do that, I join faith with you and say, welcome to the kingdom of God and welcome to the family of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they said, and I'm saying, and God has visited his people. Why? In order to help, and we need God to help us, in order to care for them and thank God for the care of the Lord so robust and to provide for them, to provide whatever they needed. She needed her son to be raised. She needed people to stop saying, so where is your God? And he provided that. And the same people who could have uh, said sorry and comfort her and behind her, they said, well, after all, there's no difference between us. 
uh, all this church business and so on. But God appeared for her and provided for her the restoration of our testimony uh, that needed to be restored. And, and so I believe God for you and I to receive the same in the name of Jesus. Where is your amen? Come on now, where is your amen? This is the place you, you lose your composure and give the Lord a shout and say, thank you, Lord, because the devil is alive. As for me and my house, as for me and my church, as for me and my nation, <laughs> oh, the priest of, of the new covenant before God is never out of touch with our reality and he has showed up and things are going to line up by the power of God. I feel the thunderings. Uh, I feel the lightnings of God begin to erupt out of heaven. Uh, I feel him calling out of the grave some things that were buried. I, I see him recreating some things that were not in, were, that, that needed to be recreated because they didn't exist before. I see wonderful things beginning to happen. Put the devil to shame. Shut the mouth of this COVID and say COVID will never be the end of my work towards my destiny. No, no, no. The author of my destiny, he is forever with me. He will power us through to the very end. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. And I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me now try and wrap this up. In that Luke 7 verse 16, I'm going to read verse 16. Now in the Message Bible, I had read, I read it in the Amplified Version. It says in the, in the Message Bible, they all realized they were in a place of holy mystery. <laughs> Where, wherever the Lord shows up, trust me, it's a holy place. Wherever I'm preaching from now is the altar of the Lord. It's a place of where the ark of the covenant is present wherever we worship the presence of the lord is there it is held the bible says they realize and you know what when you worship in a place the ark in the spiritual sense comes down and when the ark showed up in the house of obed edom god blessed him whatever you're worshiping for i know that me and my house were blessed because the ark is in my house there is an ark in your house also where you worship join me at all services because the ark is in your heart and you're planted in your home for now this is where the ark is the lord will command the blessings there his name will be glorified in jesus mighty name the bible says they realized they were in a place of holy mystery that god was at work amongst them what the devil thought he did God came and uprooted all that nonsense. God came to reveal what the enemy tried to destroy. That they realized that God was at work among them. And they were quietly worshipful at the beginning. And then they were noisily grateful. And that's why I say it is a good thing to give a shout to the Lord. It's a good thing to worship, but it's also a good thing to shout. They were quietly worshipful at the beginning. And then noisily grateful calling out amongst themselves god is back child of god you thought god had gone you thought you thought god was not around and you felt god could not be in touch with your god is back looking to the needs of his people it wasn't as if god was gone and they said god is back because that's how it felt for them and you know that's how we've been feeling for a while they said god is back meaning that we can feel it meaning we can see it meaning we are beginning 
to experience God is back. And they said that because that's how it felt for them. Their reality before then made it seem like God was not in touch with their devastating and debilitating reality. It didn't seem like God was in touch with their reality. It felt like an ugly reality show. And so when these things began to happen, the way they could they could analyze, the way they could announce it is that God is back. My God, you will have a reason to shout that God is back. And somebody out there, you too also will be dancing. You'll be saying, uh-huh. didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you that God is faithful? Uh-huh. Now, God is back. Working miracles. God is back meeting the needs of his people. Uh, God is back in order to help and to care for us and to provide for us all that we need. God is back. Will somebody clap your hands? Oh, ye people. Oh, somebody give a Lord a shout. Somebody dance before the Lord huh? and cement this blessing. Uh, make it concrete in your life by your exuberant thanksgiving, even at this point in time. I say glory to God. Hallelujah. They said God is back. Looking out to the needs of his people. Every need be met. Every need be put to shame. Somebody out there, you will be you will be preaching this sermon. You will be sharing this sermon because it's the turning point for you. Glory be to God. Now let me try and bring this to a close. Um, check out the timing of his of the Lord's visit to name. If he had come. One hour later, the boy will have been buried. Check out the timing when he showed up. Check out the timing of my message to you. Oh, I wish you would stop trying to be cute. Some people are so cool, they're turning to ice blocks. You know, I wish you, you, I wish you stop being, trying to be cute. There's nothing like cute. David didn't understand cute in the present. It's time for you to post it out there. I said, Pastor, you are right. Perfect timing. If not for this time, I'll have lost my mind. <laughs> Look at the timing, perfect timing. Check out also the fact that the widow didn't see the Lord. The Lord, the Bible says the eyes of the Lord, they roam to and fro, looking through all the earth, trying to spot those whose hearts are right before him. The Lord is the one that saw her because he was looking out for her. Check out the fact that the widow didn't even have to ask the Lord for anything. She didn't ask for help. He saw her. He walked up to her. He spoke to her. There's no record she said anything apart from him speaking to her, speaking to the boy. The boy was speaking to him. And the next thing is that they were hugging each other and celebrating. You are about to embrace what you thought you had lost. You're about to embrace what you've been praying for. Glory and honor and praise, majesty and dominion be unto our God from everlasting to everlasting in the name of Jesus. I'm so excited to check out the timing. I'm so excited to check out the fact that she didn't even have to see the Lord. The Lord looked for her. I, I check out the fact that she didn't ask for help. Help was already on the way. Uh, just when she was about to bury her hope, the only thing, good thing left in her life, just because she just was about to bury, just because she had already buried her husband. She didn't need to experience burying her son. Maybe she'll have jumped into the grave. Maybe she'll have committed suicide, but he showed up on time. I want to say something to you. 
I think this widow found out. No matter what she said in her heart or said to people or people said to her about the Lord not being in touch with her reality, I think this proves to her, and in fact her neighbors said it, her friends said it, that God showed up and proved that he was always in touch with our reality. Some people will run away with you, run away from you when you're broke. They'll run away from you when you're sick. They'll run away from you when you're fired because they don't want part of your problem. They think they have enough, but not the Lord. He is not a priest that is out of touch with our reality. No, 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 no. Even when our reality becomes also strange and also devastatingly bad and happen also suddenly, listen, at the right time, he shows up. And I want to congratulate you because that's what just is happening right now. Ah, and can I tell you something? This proves that Jesus was never out of touch with her reality. Her strange and increasingly tough and perplexing reality. No, no, no. He was always in. He had a plan. He executed the plan just on time. I told you Jesus may seem slow, but he's never ever late. Your case, my case, will not be the first one that he will fail. He never fails. Glory to God. And what's such an empire? empathetic savior he was what an empathetic so so feeling bible says his heart broke bible says in verse 13 the message bible when jesus saw her his heart broke and he said to her don't cry that's not someone detached from your pain that's not someone detached from how confused you are that's not someone who even wants to judge you because you began to think ah the lord cannot be in touch with my reality my life is like an ugly reality show people are laughing and no 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 that's not he was an empathetic savior then he never changes he's still the same now the bible says i want to close hebrews 4 i'm going to read the whole Verses 15 to 16 from the Message Bible. Hebrews 4, verses 15 to 16, the whole two verses from the Message Bible. It says, we don't have a Savior who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experiencing all, but all, all but the sin. So let's walk right up to him and get what he's so, he's so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. Take the mercy, accept the help. Psalm 37, verses 23 to 25, I believe last Sunday I was reading from that text. Psalm 37, verses 23 to 25, the New Living Translation, it says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. He's never out of touch with even the details of our lives. No, the devil is a liar. He delights in every detail of their lives, though they stumble, like now when they begin to think that the Lord is not in touch with my reality, though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by his right hand by showing up at the right time. It says, ha, like that, once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly forsaken or abandoned, nor their children begging for bread or food, glory and honor. Power and majesty be unto God. Hallelujah. The New King James Version. This is it. This is it. The New King James Version says, Hebrews 4 and verse 16. You are familiar with that one. It says, let us therefore. The word therefore is, haven't heard all of this. Haven't seen it in technicolor. Haven't heard from the oracle God prepared and sent to you. 
at the right time. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy for judging him poorly, for complaining, we may obtain mercy and find the grace to help in this time of need, this or these times of need, that we may find grace to help us. And grace is the ace we need to win the race. It is grace that sustains a man through the season of famine. Let us therefore not waste any time. Let us therefore not argue. Let us therefore not contemplate any foolishness, but come boldly before the throne of grace. It's not the throne of judgment for us. It's the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy. And mercy talks about many things that are wrong that we need to deal with. Mercy talks about many attitudes we need to drop and stop behaving like that. That we may obtain mercy. It is when mercy comes that we find grace to help in this time of need. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for today is a day of mercy. And we draw the grace that will bring the help that we need. Just like you help this widow because you are in touch with her reality that now we receive our own grace because of your mercy our sins are forgiven our wrong words thoughts actions forgiven and by the grace of god we will testify people will say god has showed up in his life god has showed up in your life and people will see that your needs will be met the devil will be put to shame destiny beckons and by the grace of god we will make it glory and honor and praise be unto the lord in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.